G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as a parent, you might be concerned about the changing nature of the books that your children are bringing home from their school library. Well, parents are finding they need to take extra time discerning the sorts of books their children have been reading. But it's not just changes that are happening on the shelves in your school's library. It's also the books that children are being encouraged to buy and read through their book club. Kiralee Smith is a spokesperson for the organisation called Binary and is behind a petition that's calling on the book-selling business called Scholastic, who sell books for book clubs to end their targeting of primary schools with books promoting the LGBTIQ agenda. Kiralee Smith, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you for having me, Neil. Kiralee, this big concern with Scholastic, and we've had a conversation about this before, remind us just how significant this is, that book clubs at schools are actually stocking these sorts of books to be promoted to children. Well, that's right, Neil. Scholastic is an international book company. It's been here in Australia for uh, more than 40 years. It's in about 94% of all schools. So uh, traditionally, whenever we hear the word scholastic, it brings up fond memories for most of us and those of us that still have children at school. It's a word or a name of a company that we would want to trust or think that we can trust because there's been some great books that they've provided to uh, educators and children you know, for many, many decades. But uh, recently, you and I spoke about a book called George that was claiming that uh, a little boy was actually a girl. And now Scholastic is, uh, in America in particular, it's very big to celebrate Pride Month. And for Pride Month, Scholastic have put together a big book list and a promotion to celebrate uh, LGBT, uh, you know, and the, the letters go on, uh, ideology. And, uh, and they've even recommending books for third grade and below. And, uh, I think, and, and well, I know I'm contacted by many, many parents. This is just, it's way too young to be targeting children with this kind of ideology. It's upsetting and, uh, we want to make our voices heard. What ages are the particular targets, Kiralee, or is it right across the board? Uh, but as I it's understand right it... right across the board. Yep, children, very young children. And for parents who are thinking, surely this wouldn't be happening in my school, what sort of schools is this happening in? Well, like I said, there's scholastic book clubs going to 94% of all Australian schools, so it's pretty likely uh, it, is, it has entered into your child's school uh, if not the classroom, if not the brochures, uh, and perhaps the library. The librarians would always, uh, I imagine, be reading the Scholastic Book Club uh, notices and following the Facebook page. And as I said, on the Facebook at the moment, they're promoting Pride Month and they have put together in sections for young readers, third grade and below. Uh, there's packs of books you can buy. Then there's packages for fourth to sixth graders, 
sixth grade plus and then high school. So uh, nobody is left untouched, really, when it comes to this promotion. So even when you're thinking, uh, I have my child in a Christian school, surely they're going to be protected there. If Scholastic is into 94% of all schools, uh, then Christian schools are just as targeted when it comes to these sorts of new style books as any other school. Absolutely. Christian schools are not immune to this rainbow agenda, the radical rainbow agenda. It is being promoted through Scholastic and uh, I'll bring up some other issues in a moment, Neil, but definitely you can't say, oh, something's a Catholic or a Christian school, therefore it's immune to radical gender ideology because it is absolutely not. Scholastic, as I said, has been a very broadly trusted brand for decades, but I I really seriously question uh, that that trust now that parents and educators could put into this brand because they are showing us their true colours, uh, let's say, with their rainbow ideology and promoting these books and these packs to very young children. And there is a petition that I mentioned, and no doubt people can get details about that when they go to binary.org.au. That's the organisation that you represent. But as you say, there are some other issues that are really quite significant that are permeating our education systems. And one story that comes out of an Anglican school in Queensland where a trans priest has been speaking to girls about LGBT issues. How does that Correct. unfold? Well, uh, it's quite horrifying, I think, Neil. I was contacted by several parents from the school who discovered after the event that a biological male who represents himself as a female and calls himself uh, or is an ordained Anglican priest, from my understanding, was invited to this Anglican girls' school to an all-school assembly from grade 1 through to grade 12 without parental knowledge or consent. And this transgender priest shared uh, his testimony, uh, shared what I would call very controversial uh, issues and topics. And, uh, you know, these parents obviously are very concerned. They send their children to an Anglican school thinking that it will be, you know, fairly uh, trustworthy and biblical in its teaching. Uh, this happened on what's called the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia and Biphobia. Uh, as I said, the school, all the girls, all the students had to go to this lecture. They were not, there was no permission notes sent home. There was no heads up for any of the parents this was actually going to happen. The girls went home and obviously told their parents and many of those parents are very upset by this breach of trust that this school has committed, uh, you know, in their role as educators and uh, carers for, for these girls and obviously LGBT matters for, for such young children, particularly in the primary school, is very confronting, very inappropriate and uh, very confusing for many of those students. And so, uh, you know, it's come out a little bit in the media this past week. We've asked uh, for the school and for this transgender priest to release their notes or their transcript or a video of what was actually spoken and they've refused to do that which gives leaves me and those parents with great concern well what was actually said and why won't they uh, tell us what he said because um what the, what the girls have told us is quite alarming well it makes it sound especially suspicious when there's no notes available because if it was all above board and uh, no problems at all they would have no worries with that and 
but we might even shake our heads and say what could be happening when you have an Anglican priest who is presenting as a transsexual priest. That's a concern in its own right, isn't it? Uh, let's, Absolutely, but, and one of the uh, one of the one of the church spokespeople or leaders in uh, for the Anglican Church in Queensland has, has distanced themselves from making comment to the media anyway. Um, basically, not committing one way or another what their position is on a transgender priest practicing and ordained under the Anglican Church umbrella in Queensland, and and I think that is very concerning. I think there would be a lot of members of that uh, denomination that would be really up in arms if they knew what was going on and uh, have not been given any explanation as to why this has been committed. Well, it makes me even uncomfortable just talking about it, but it does flow hot on the heels of another issue uh, which was happening also in Queensland at some Catholic schools where they were talking about this idea of degendering God and uh, presenting him not as our father, as we might talk about that as Jesus told us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. This is another one of these issues where you can sort of see a softening when it comes to Christian schools or, or at least presenting areas that are vulnerable that we need to be particularly careful about. Absolutely. Look, you know, Jesus himself, the Bible, was never written and Jesus didn't present himself as someone who, um, you know, would tolerate uh, sinful or, or other behaviours that, that separate us from God. His heart is always to bring us to the Father. He is the way to the Father. And and he always referred to God, our Lord, as Father. And he is the son of that Father. And for these Catholic schools to suggest that we can degender God and use gender-neutral language when it comes to referring to God is, again, quite staggering. And, and I've been contacted personally by very uh, a large number of Catholics who are very upset about this. Uh, one encouraging thing is that today, uh, not in response to this, uh, or this week, sorry, the Vatican has released a 31-page document entitled Male and Female, He Created Them. And so they, uh, the Vatican, in response to what's going on right around the world with radical gender theory being imposed not just in schools, but in policymaking, in the military, in so many different areas, uh, these members of the Vatican have come out with this very comprehensive statement, uh, you know, saying that, that we have male and female. Gender is binary. There are only two. Uh, it is supported by science. It is supported by the Bible. Uh, of course, we need to be compassionate to anyone who's struggling with gender dysphoria in any way, shape or form. But that doesn't mean that we change uh, the tenets of, or the articles of faith that are very clear and the words of God that are very clear that male and female, he created them. I think it's probably important to just understand that churches really haven't lost control, uh, but there are some vulnerabilities that are presenting when it comes to these issues. And as you say, with that comprehensive statement by the Vatican this week, they're saying that gender theory, radical gender theory, can annihilate the concept of nature and destabilise the family institution. So uh, wise words that are coming there, and that's good leadership from the church that says uh, these things need to be preserved, that we understand from the Bible. Let me come back to this petition that you've got going, Kiralee. Clearly, uh, you want parents to speak up and protect their children. This is one way they can do that. Uh, but what will this petition do that you're wanting to 
uh, to use to uh, send a message to schools and to the book club that we know as Scholastic? Yes, well, we are an advocacy group and we want to advocate and encourage and equip and enable uh, parents, educators, employees, whoever it may be, to stand up for what they know is right and true and of benefit not just for our families but for the entire society. And so there is strength in numbers. And, uh, you know, the more of us that uh, are prepared to stand up and defend uh, the binary nature of um, male and female, uh, I think that the better. The, obviously, you know, there's the old saying that the squeaky wheel gets the oil and, you know, we all know that these very small minority groups are very loud and vocal and make a lot of noise and get a lot of attention. Well, it is time that we took the responsibility upon ourselves to uh, stand up and draw a line in the sand and say enough is enough. Uh, you're not you know, we want our kids to be left alone. We want our kids to be kids. We want them to uh, grow up and to explore and be creative and imaginative and enjoy, you know, all aspects of imagination and creative play without this radical gen uh, ideology being imposed on them, particularly in what we would have considered safe places as in schools or, uh, you know, through these sort of book clubs. So we will send a message if people... Uh, can get on board, sign this petition, share the information, the more informed we all are. And the more that we know that we are on the same page, it empowers people to stand up. Unfortunately, some of the parents who contacted me from the Anglican school were worried that their children would be ostracised at school, either by staff or other students, if they were to object to, you know, something like a transgender priest in their pre uh, presence. And I think that's really sad. I think that as Christians, we're called to be salt and light in this world and that we, uh, you know, it's fabulous that the Catholic Church leaders have taken this stand and I call on all Christian church leaders, uh, all parents, all parents are leaders to, um, to stand up for what is right and true. We've, we've got this. We're, we're in the, uh, in the right place here in defending male and female. Well, we might be concerned, we might even be disturbed, but we ought not to be fearful of getting involved mm -hmm. in making our views known. Kiralee Smith, uh, leading us in a good way here, a spokesperson for the organisation called Binary. And if you're a parent and you're thinking about signing that petition, you can find out more about that when you go to binary.org.au. That's binary, B-I-N-A-R-Y, dot org, dot A-U. Kiralee Smith, thanks so much for taking some time to share these things with us today on 2020. Thank you for having me, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.